All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to North Point Plus. This is uh, episode 108 today. I'm Jake Howard, uh, joined with Doug Rutledge, who spoke on Sunday uh, from Crossroads Farms here. How are we doing, Doug? Doing good. Yeah. I think I'm doing good. Yeah. I think you're doing good. Uh, we'll just go ahead and, and to kind of take the mystique away. We are doing this uh, like a half an hour after service ends uh, on Sunday. So not a lot of time for questions to get submitted in, but I kind of drew up a few of my own, so we're going nice. to it, make it good from there. But hey, if you don't know about Crossroads Farms with Doug, I'm going to let him talk uh, a little bit about that, kind of uh, the ins and outs. How did it come to be? What does it do? Um, things like that, Doug. Sure. So uh, Crossroads Farm has been around for 24 years. We celebrate our 25th anniversary uh, this fall. Awesome. Uh, no, this spring. Yeah, spring. Yeah. Um, we're an outsourced cooperative youth ministry in rural remote areas. That's yeah. according to USDA allocation six or eight, six through eight. Um, that means nothing to anybody, but what it means to me is that these are um, communities that are a little farther out. Uh, so we look for a community, a lot of times they're vacation kind of areas. So during the summer, the lakes are being used, but then they fall off. They, they really become less, less visible. Um, and um, so we have three locations right now, two in Michigan, one's in Kalkaska County. Uh, it's called Crossroads Farm The Lanes, and it's a converted bowling alley on 131. Yep, uh, between, uh, I, I'm sure we're between something, Traverse City and uh, Cadillac. And then um, our, our second, um, not our flagship, but our second, is called The Mine, Crossroads Farm The Mine. That's in Cadiz County in uh, or Harrison County, Ohio, yeah. uh, foothills of the Appalachians, yeah. um, county seat. But our kids don't live in the county seat. There are only three thousand people in that town. Nice. About seventeen thousand people in the entire county. Um, crossroads from the shed, which is the flagship. That's our national headquarters, and that's in Reading, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and then we're looking to plant two more. Right now, we're really doing R and D. In here, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, Montana. So that'd be Rosebud County, Montana, mm-hmm. um, the southeastern corner, not the pretty Yellowstone kind of area. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then the fifth is likely in Wisconsin, rural Wisconsin, outside of Green Bay. Yeah, um, we're looking at a community called Wapaka County. So nice. That's uh, that's nice. us. We've been around for 25 years. This is our 25th. Celebrating, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Now, when you're looking at different sites to find out, like, hey, uh, potentially this could be for us. What are the indicators? What are the things that you guys uh, are kind of looking for? So we had to develop that uh, system. Mm-hmm. We had to figure out. Nobody's really been looking for these communities, yeah, sure, liberally, sure. So we we were really looking at, and we've developed a pretty lengthy process of finding out if they're, uh, you know, if they are suitable. Uh, believe it or not, one of them is uh, distance from a from a Walmart. Yeah, um, distance from a Walmart. It is distance from highways. Okay. That's critical too. Okay, um, and then uh, some other things that are a little less known. For instance, we're looking for a particular economic demographic. Yeah. Um, we're looking for levels of poverty, levels of of churchness. Okay, so that's important too. Um, and then we look at the small local rural church. Mm-hmm. So very often we're outside of a city hub. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because that's where churches are the smallest. The average church size in America is about 50. Yeah. People don't know that. Yeah. In rural communities, they're dying. And so um, that's one of our demographics. Um, we look for a person who will take some lead. Um, we call them uh, the man of peace. That's a biblical yeah. concept, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we have to be approached. The next critical component is finding a leader from that community sure. who is uh, who's going to take the reins of the ministry. They can be either administrative or they can be ministry-minded, but yeah. uh, we have two directors at each of our locations, and one has to be ministry, one has to be administrative. Yeah, very cool. Very yeah. Cool. So that's something to be praying about if you guys are looking to pray for Crossroads Farms and uh, obviously op- potential opportunities yeah. here, which is just means that there are uh, potential growth for the gospel and, yep. and, and ability for the church to boom, especially with obviously uh, teenagers and, and young adults. So uh, that's a very cool thing. But you spoke today, continuing our, our Blueprint series here, where we're yep. a little bit uh, mainly through Acts 2 is kind of where we've been sitting these past few weeks. Um, and you've just kind of picked up right on our passage. Why don't you just talk a little bit about kind of what you just talked about? Yeah, so uh, chapter 2, 43 through 47 was the passage. Read through that. So the Holy Spirit's come, um, you know, everybody's yeah. pretty fired up. And then this this thing happens, this movement happens where people are being added to their number daily. Today I preached about that, um, not as a system of church growth, because I, I don't think you can strategize that. Right. One of, one of the concepts that... Uh, sparked this is, you know, the passage clearly says people were amazed. They were in a sense of awe and wonders and signs are happening all the time. Like all the time. That's the phrase. Yeah. So you're like, okay, why isn't that happening today? In fact, my question is when churches have, have had these occasions, it makes me bristle. Like we're planning a revival and the spirit's going to come or uh, maybe you read about the church that uh, had a little girl die and they just kept on praying for her, at, you know, at the church. Yeah. And it went on a lot too long. Really? So why didn't God hear that? Well, right. the answer is because we're trying to manufacture the wonders. Mm-hmm. We're trying to tell God when and where he does that. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, we're, we're trying to force his hand. Sure. You know, we're saying, hey, you know, there's this dead kid and we'd like you to bring her back. Right. So, of course, God, you know, God wouldn't let that family suffer. Well, I don't know. That seems dumb. So right. we plan those things and they don't seem to work. Right. Because we don't have the capability of bringing wonder, the sense of awe. Mm-hmm. Um, we That's not my territory. That's God's. Yeah. So that's that's where we went. We kind of talked about it. Right. Talked about how they had all things in common, what yeah. that means. Yeah. That was a spiritual commonality. Yeah. It, they were sharing stuff, but it's because, you know, if you're my brother and you're in need, I'll help you out. Yeah. I mean, it it's not... It's not a pattern. It's just what we do. Yeah. I like you. You said uh, have a garage sale. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I thought that was fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Bible doesn't say they sold everything. It said that they were selling possessions off. Yeah. And and I'm like, you know, sometimes if I walked through my house, I, I I could sell a lot of stuff off and not even miss it. Right. Um. And it's better if it's not junk. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So all my old used DVD copies that nobody wants, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, stuff like that's incredible. Yeah. And there are collectors and people who, I, I just am amazed. We can do some really simple things. But one of them is, you know, we talked about inviting people over to eat. That was part of the yeah. passage. Yeah, um, And I, and that's, uh, so without trying 
to make it more than it is. That's my life, my lifestyle with my wife. Yeah. There's always somebody at our table. We, we make it a, a purposeful statement, um, but it's not, it's not a struggle. We're going to eat anyway. Sure. Yeah. It's an interesting thing in, in uh, our home growing up. Um, there wasn't like a Thanksgiving or a Christmas or, you know, just those gathering yeah. holidays that are usually like just family, yeah. all those kinds of things. Uh, our household, my mom had a knack for inviting people all of the time. Yeah. She was always seeking out people that maybe they couldn't travel home. Maybe right. they had a, had a loss that occurred that changed their family dynamic that right. year. Right. And so like growing up, it was just like, you know, fam- Thanksgiving was never just our family. Like we always had places. I know uh, we're not going to be able to go down uh, for Thanksgiving this year. We have a, a little one who screams in the car for the uh, every 15 minute drive, let alone a four beautiful. and a half hour drive. Right. Yeah. So we're not going to be able to go down, but she was uh, calling to get a number because they're like renting out a hall or going to go to a church hall or, or like have that because yeah. they just have so many people so Pretty it's kind of a cool thing that's a thing like it some people are thing. good at that but yeah. it is a biblical principle for the church that they ate together community was a piece of it so here's the question you know what percentage of people who came to church this morning might actually not have enough to eat at home right. and we don't know unless we spend time with them right uh, you know we poverty hides oh yeah and so people tend to look like everybody else unless you get into their life and you find out what their needs are. Well, if, if you're living together like the early church, and it wasn't communal like everybody thinks, but if you're living together and if you're fellowshipping every day together, you're developing real relationships, loving relationships, and that gives, that gives God an opportunity to speak to you about someone, mm-hmm. which opens the door. And I, I, you, you pray differently if you're aware of need. Yeah. You do, man. That's good. And I love that. I love that. There's another concept you talked about. Uh, you mentioned it a little bit there, this this idea of awe. Yeah. You know, the passage starts with they were in awe, and right. then like everything follows after that. Right. So it's kind of an important thing, right? Like that sure. they started in awe there. Why do you think it is that there is people who, uh, maybe when when Jesus first enters into their life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we say mm-hmm. they're on fire for right. Christ. Like that's a phrase we hear in right, the church, right? right? right. Uh, this sense of awe is there. Why does it feel like people either lose it or it's dampened like what is it that has allowed us uh so many churches across america in the world everywhere that like Mm -hmm. we've lost that sense of awe it feels like at times uh i'm conjecturing but uh, you know david talks about it in psalm 42 where he's like why why are you so downcast my soul you know i i desire the living god and everybody around me is saying where's your god i want to see your god i think we lose the sense of awe when we lower our expectations for god so if I'm not looking for something great, I'm not going to see something great. Sure. Uh, I was just at Lambeau Field this week uh, for the Lions. Go Honolulu Blue. <laughs> and um, and I, I was aware of how incredible the place was yeah. when I took my eyes off the field a little bit and looked up and realized, man, the moon is spectacular. There are fireworks that go on above the stadium. Yeah. It's just there was a sense, a small sense of awe. I mean, it was anticipated, but small sense of awe. I I think we stopped looking up. So my expectations for life are kind of average. You know, if I have a good job and if I have a roof over my head and if lunch was pretty good, you know, and if I have somebody who loves me, there it is. That's what I want. And we've taken the lowest common denominator and we've said that's that's the best God can do. But my contention is that God does better in his, in, 
pardon this phrase because there isn't such a thing, in his weaker moments yeah. than we could ever expect in our greatest moments. Sure. God's miraculous, and he does those things. The question is, are, am I anticipating it? Would I even notice, if I'm looking so introspectively at my life, my faith, and frankly, my sin? So I spend so much time looking at my own sin and the way I'm blowing this that I fail to realize how great a salvation this is. And I'm in awe that God could love me. I just start there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, creation is a sense of awe. You got to get outside for it. There's an investment. Yeah. Um, my wife and I got to uh, got to watch the Northern Lights up in the UP. Oh wow! But it's an investment because that never happens at nine o'clock at night, right? <laughs> right. It's always like one o'clock, and you have to get out of bed, and you know. Yeah. Um, but it was it was aw- aw- awestruck. I was awestruck by it. Mm, I like that. So you, you mentioned uh, this idea of investment, this idea of expectation. Uh, are those the key? To, to kind of reigniting awe in somebody's life? Like, what would you say? I like, I like the idea of creation. Yeah. You know, the Bible starts with creation. Yeah. So I yeah. think maybe finding awe in creation is a way of, of recognizing, maybe reigniting that, yeah. that love, that, that, that mysterious wonder for God. Yep. Uh, what, I mean, is there anything else that you would say, hey, for, maybe for you in your life or you think Scripture talks about that has a reigniting of, of awe? Well, entitlement robs it, for sure. Oof. So the fact that I, I feel, a, you know, like... I. There's nothing that'll ruin a meal better than than anticipating the mashed potatoes are going to be cold and then sticking your finger in them and thinking, yeah, I think that is. Sure. Like a great meal happens when I'm I'm surprised. Yeah, I think being surprised. Uh, David says this great that our salvation comes in the presence of God. So as God is present, there's a sense of awe. Uh, most people don't stay in His presence long enough to experience the awe. Um, there have been times where we've been in prayer and God's spirit comes on that moment. And, you know, and when you're done with that prayer time, you realize everyone's laying on the floor here. Like what just happened? Yeah. That leaves you with a sense of awe. The, the fact that you're praying for someone and they respond, it's not just about prayer. It is, but it's not just about prayer. Yeah. It's that God desires to do great things too. We just stopped asking him. Oh man, that's good. I, it's, good. it's God, the yeah. Almighty God. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, man. Yeah, I love. Uh, we talked last uh, couple weeks there about this idea of um, the early church was devoted to the apostles' teaching. Yeah, that they were uh, communal in their life. They were breaking bread together. They were in mm-hmm. prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you think that there, as people are looking to say, like, hey, I love God. There was a time where I felt like I was following after God. I, I want that more. Um, do you think there's any correlation between maybe some of those things between like you just mentioned prayer a little bit, um, maybe scripture, mm-hmm. uh, those kinds of things? I mean, wh- how do you think, do you think there's a correlation on some of those pieces for it? Yeah. I mean, God's word is living and active. Yeah. It, it's the whole. So this is interesting to me in Genesis, you know, God breathed and life happened. Mm-hmm. The same words are used. They're Greek as opposed to Hebrew, but the same concept is, is here where God breathes and scripture happens. I, I believe that the breath of God exists in the Word, which means that as I'm reading it, anticipating God's Spirit, I have to. Br- there, there's a breakthrough moment yeah. where God reveals Himself. But it's not like this is not l- low hanging fruit. Yeah, like I just have to be a student of God's Word. I have to pray through. That's an old, you know, apostolic phrase. There, there was a guy named Leonard Ravenhill, and Ravenhill used to say, man, we pray through. 
um, this concept of being intentional and invested in the miraculous, Mm -hmm. we don't do that anymore. We've got it pretty good. So do I really need God? Mm. You know, do I really, uh, you know, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I got my devotional going. I don't need the deep things of God. Sure. And I just ask this, why is it that in third world countries, they seem to be experiencing the awe of God more than we are in the developed countries. Yeah, you know, it makes me think of that concept. Uh, the Holy Spirit is known as the comforter. Yeah. And almost like it feels like so many times in, in, in our country, in first world problems, like we say first right. world problems, our first world problems are lack of any kind of comfort that we may feel right. because we're so accustomed to it. Right. That it feels like so many times, like you read through the book of Job, uh, Job grew in his relationship with God right. through suffering. Right. This this concept of this idea of, of the need for suffering right. in our life, and that's so far fetched to to our ideals. Mm-hmm. You know, we live for the the second car, the better car, the, right. the summer home, the boat, the hobby, the golfing. Right. You know, the better meals that we can have, right. not just meeting basic needs. But none of those things are passions. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and the word passions translated suffering. Yes. I mean, there, there it is, yeah, right? Yeah, the passion of Christ, the suffering of Christ. Have you ever lost a pound without suffering for it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing yeah. good happens yeah. because I'm uh, everything's great. I'm just yeah. working it out, and it's you know fantastic. No, i got to be suffering before I draw closer to Christ. Now, that doesn't mean I'm preaching a gospel of suffering. I'm just saying it's intrinsic in my relationship with Christ because it's, it's life. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> there was a song I just heard this week called Life Sucks and Then It Doesn't, you know, yeah. or, or Life's Great and Then It Sucks, something like yeah, that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's the up and down of life. Sure. But God is in all of it, mm-hmm. not just the good stuff. Mm-hmm. I learn more about God in the moments when I'm desperate for him. Mm. And, um, you know, that... So Crossroads has placed us in more positions of sacrifice. You, yeah. you talk to people who are on the front lines in ministry at any level, whether, whether it's a pastor or it's a youth pastor or it's a missionary or whatever, uh, or it's a person who's going to work and that's their that's their missional focus, right? Mm-hmm. They're suffering. You, you can't help it. Yeah. And when they're suffering, there's more awe when there's answer. Man, that's good. That's good. It, it makes me think a little bit, um, just this idea, a little bit of suffering and suffering drawing us closer to God. Uh, f- for a lot of us that are in life groups right now, we're doing this rooted study, and yeah. um, we've kind of moved a little bit from this, uh, what just happened was this prayer and fasting time, yeah, um, and have to fast together in that concept. And that's not a common thing, I feel nope. like, amongst the American church to, to right. fast. But there's a little potlucks. taste. We replaced, we replaced it with potlucks. potlucks. Yeah, we're all about the communal eating, <laughs> right, the right. fasting. In. Yeah. Uh, but there is a little bit of that, that the suffering of fasting, yeah. um, it, it causes you to dig in. Yeah. It causes you to focus. It causes you to, to take captive every thought right. uh, and to really die to self so that you can grow, grow closer, so you yeah. can draw closer to God in those moments. And that's yeah. just an interesting, interesting concept. Yeah. I. Uh, you know, the truth is that God's here for all of it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm more aware of him when I'm suffering. Mm. I love that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I didn't think we were going there in our, as we were starting our podcast, this idea of awe and suffering going hand in hand a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, that'd be the second sermon or something yeah, sure. like that. But yeah, I think there's something to that. Yeah, I like that. 
Yeah. I like that, man. Well, I appreciate you sitting down uh, thank you. Uh, and kind of recapping there. Is there uh, you know, anything? Uh, we talked a little bit at the beginning of just saying, hey, here's a couple things to pray for with Crossroads Farms. If somebody wants to to pray for, if somebody wants to support maybe yeah, financially yeah. Or, or invest some time yep. or whatever it might be, is there a way for people to stay connected? Yeah, tons, tons of ways. Uh, first of all, Instagram, Facebook, Crossroads yeah. Farm, there are a million ways, right? Yeah. Um, e- e- online, crossroadsfarm.org. Um, and giving is available there. But, you know, I would tell people, look, we're never passionate about something we're distant from. Yeah. So come and see it. Yeah. Like, like, I think the greatest experience that we have is when somebody walks through the doors and, say, and says, this is more than we expected. Mm-hmm. I love when kids do it, for sure. That's our ministry group. Mm-hmm. But, for, uh, you know, for people to come and say, this is more than we expected. Yeah. I love that. So come and visit. Um, you know, you're not too far away. Kalkaska's not far away. Shoot, Caddis uh, is only six hours. So if you really want to see yeah. the beginnings of a crossroads, that's yeah. it. Um, but I, yeah, that's what I would say. Pray for us for sure. We okay. we have tremendous need as far as staffing mm-hmm. because God intends for this to go faster and farther. Mm-hmm. And that means God showing us the next leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty critical. We have positions everywhere available, but... Um, it's harder because everybody's a missionary. We raise our support. Yeah. Um, it's harder. Yeah. Yeah. There's more awe. There's, yeah. there's, there's more awe. We yeah. just had a celebration this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty like good. It. Yeah, yeah, that that is a cool thing. You know, we support. Uh, Rick said today, uh, yeah. six of the seven continents, and my wife. Just a funny moment here. Uh, my wife goes, "Well, that's not good enough. We got to be on on number seven. Yeah, why aren't we on the seventh continent? Yeah. I said, well, honey, that's that's Antarctica, right? She's <laughs> like, well, what are we going to do for Antarctica? I'm like, yeah. do you know what Antarctica is? It's yeah. a frozen tundra with a thousand people, maybe. Elephant <laughs> Island has 120 <laughs> scientists. If you yeah. really wanted to get there. Yeah, that's what Shackleton was trying to do. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But I do love because, uh, you know, Rick and and some crew just went to Sri Lanka. We support missions there. Uh, Here is is some missions that we support, and you can actually very easily be a part of that. It's harder to travel to Sri Lanka or Papua New Guinea or Africa, but this is literally like our backyard to be a part of. So I love the the open door of, hey, come be a part of this. Come check that out. So if that's something that you're watching this and you're like, no, that's a cool thing, uh, he means it. He means it. So come be a part of that. Come on down. We'll, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, we'll man. take you out to lunch. I love it. Very Unless you bring a bus. Unless you bring a bus, yeah. Yeah, then uh, McDonald's maybe. So there you go. Yeah. Um, hey, thank you so much for joining us today. As a reminder, we've got our uh, Fall Fun Fest coming up. Volunteer, be a part of that. It's a great way for you to love your neighbors and, and to, to be involved. So not only tell people to be a part, sign up for a shift. We can't make it happen without you. So we would love for you to do that. But uh, thanks for joining us, and we will catch up next week.